Welcome to DustinsTravels.com, your home to fun, exciting travel adventures. And now your host, Dustin Saidi. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dustin's Travels podcast. I'm here with my wife, Karina. Hi, everyone. And today we're going to do something fun, a little bit different. We're going to talk about our top 10 highlights from 2018, from our 2018 travels. And when I was reviewing this list and reviewing the stuff, and I was just, I was blown away by how much traveling we did in 2018. Not just traveling, but really like bucket list items travel. Yeah, I feel like we've been really blessed with the travels that we did this year. And it was a nice combination of you and I, you know, our own trips and family trips as well. And we definitely hit some items that we've been dreaming for a long time of seeing. So that was really special to be able to do that. Yeah, so I'm going to call this the 2018, the bucket list year. That'll be the theme for 2018 (laughs) because we hit some very high things on our bucket lists and i think a lot of people would put them on their bucket lists um we also did something very special which which we hadn't done before which was spending almost almost a month in spain yeah and we we want to try this lifestyle where we really get to see a place um i feel like nowadays people want to see as many countries or as many things at once and doing it this style I think you really get to immerse yourself in the culture and learn so much about one country because one country can be so diverse. Yeah, and you can really deep dive. I think you learn it better. It's more fun yeah, that way. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then you, you kind of like become almost like an expert in that country. You know? yes. <laughs> Obviously kind of um, superficial, but at least you, you, you can point at different places of that country. You can have a, a good conversation about it. Yeah, very true. So the way we're going to play this game is she's you've written your top 10 list. I have not seen it. I've written my top 10 list. You have not seen mine. So we're just yeah. going to go through one, 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 one. Um, and you're going to hear some about some of our amazing travels and some of our very high bucket list items, too, that are, I'm sure are going to come up in the top 10. So oh, want me to start then? Yeah, you start. Okay, I'm going to start actually with a couple of honorable mentions. These did not make my top 10 list. One was going to Dragonstone, which in Game of Thrones, where they filmed Dragonstone, uh, basically the birthplace of Khaleesi. Um, So this is actually a place in northern Spain in the Basque Country, north of Bilbao. And for me, it it didn't make the top 10, but it was an honorable mention because it was, you know, it's a very uh, modern day, amazing place because it's so related to Game of Thrones. And to kind of go there and, um, you know, we talk about the history in a lot of our videos. And I just totally made up the history there. I just made it all based on Game of Thrones. <laughs> that was so much fun to see that. And we love Game of Thrones. And a lot of people there were also big fans of the show. So you heard people humming the song. Uh, so it's almost like a community in and of itself being there. Yeah, I was talking like, this is the birthplace of Khaleesi. But and people would definitely turn heads and like <laughs> laugh at us. Yeah, it definitely wasn't her birthplace, but I totally just made it up like <laughs> as if it were. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Second honorable mention is Tarragona, Spain. And the reason that made the honorable mention list was because they have this um, Roman theater right on the coast. And it was just so beautiful and so amazing. And it just said something about the ancient Greek, Greek or sorry, ancient Roman, Roman culture um, that was in Spain. It just how, you know, they had they had gotten past the survival mode. They were into the arts and they thought of let's create a theater on the beach. You know what I mean? Right. Just to 
just to create something like that and just to see the sophisticatedness of the society. And it was just so beautiful to see that it's been still there. Even like 2,000 years later, this theater right on the beach is still there. And it was just really amazing. Yeah, I I agree. And it's interesting because it really played into the sense of patriotism and belonging to something bigger than yourself, which the Roman empire really wanted to pass that on to its citizens right like you belong to uh, being a roman is an honorable thing and they really try to instill these ideas um through these games right yeah yeah very true um so those are my honorable mentions now let's get to the top 10 you well, have honorable oh mentions. you do okay, <laughs> yeah cool. so my honorable mentions are um menorca and mallorca and i first of all i love beaches i i can I can be there for like the rest of my life and really, really enjoy it. Um, I didn't put it as my top 10 because I feel like we experience very unique things in other places. So, but nonetheless, these places were so amazing and I could spend there a whole year and not even like discover everything, even though they're smaller islands. But um, Menorca and Mallorca are my, my honorable men. And those are in Spain, the two islands out yes. of Spain. Um, wow, if those made your honorable mention, I'm curious to see what's made your top 10. Okay, so my top 10, number 10 would be... Oh, and we're ranking these? Yeah, we're ranking them. Oh, shoot. Okay. Oh, you didn't rank them? No, I didn't rank so, them. Should I pause the episode real quick? I'm sure. going to pause real quick. I'll talk <laughs> about right, mine while you're... Okay. Actually, no, I'll pause and then, yeah. Okay, so we're unpaused and we're back. She has now ranked her top 10. I did. Okay, so I'm going to start with mine? Yeah. Okay, so my number 10... Drum roll brrr, is the CDMX, Mexico City, and kind of more specifically the Estadio Azteca, where we watched um, two Mex two of the top Mexican soccer teams play against each other yeah. in a stadium, yeah. and that was just a different experience. And then also Teotihuacan, which is the pyramids of Mexico, which I didn't know existed, but they're about an hour north of Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Teotihuacan, just learning about like the Mexican culture right. and kind of how it originated mm-hmm. and how these tribes came down there and they built these giant pyramids. Yeah. And they then... were not really tribes; they were actually like sophisticated societies. Yeah, Let me correct you. On that yes, one. yeah, it's very true. <laughs> oh, a sophisticated society has to, is needed to build a pyramid. Um, so they built the pyramids and they abandoned it um, for like seven hundred years, and yeah. it was found later. And they called it the City of Gods because the way that. The, the new people who came in, they looked like gods must have built the city. Right. So that was really cool. And then Estadio Seca, I love watching sports and especially mm-hmm. I like soccer and just to be um, in the stadium with a bunch of rowdy Mexicans and kind of see how <laughs> they, how it goes, how they watch their, their teams play. Right. Um, that was a really, really cool experience. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. Cool. So that's my number 10. Okay. So my number 10 was the Flamenco show in the Palau de la Musica Catalana in Barcelona. And I personally love flamenco music. I think it's so soulful. It's so passionate. And I love passion. I I love to see people with passion. And when it comes to music, it's something that connects people. And watching it in one of the most beautiful cities in Spain at this beautiful um, palace, you know, the Palau, um, where they have performing arts it was really cool and it was especially um beautiful because that was also our meeting anniversary so the day we met the anniversary of the day we met yeah so that's that's how we were celebrating it 
And I just really, really enjoyed, first of all, the place, the location was beautiful. And I've been to Barcelona before, but, you know, back in the day, I was a college, broke college student, so I couldn't afford these things, right? And now, um, you know, a couple years later, I was able to go with the love of my life and be in this beautiful place and see this wonderful, magical music performance. I really enjoyed it. So that was my number 10. Awesome. I love it. Nice number 10. My number nine is, and I can't believe this is so far down because I love this place, was Cyprus um, is my number nine. And the reason it made the top 10 was because I thought it was a very unique country, the way that's divided up between Greece and Turkey, essentially. Um, And how just relaxed it was, how unique of a place it was, and the food and the drinks just, it was so amazing. Like I've, I, that was probably my best food I had all year was in Cyprus. Um, More than my, my tacos? <laughs> <laughs> well, kidding. on our travels, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was just unique. It was fun. I never really thought I would go to a place like go to Cyprus right. and just being there and the food. And it was just amazing. And I really had a peaceful, fun, happy time there. Yeah, for sure. You know what? Like, Cyprus didn't make my top 10. Because we did more cool stuff that I think um, I ranked in our list. But it was definitely like a very pleasant surprise, I would say. Like I was not expecting to learn and to see the things that we did. Uh, I was just, I thought it was going to be a remote island in the Mediterranean. Mm. And it wasn't. It was very cool to see it for sure. Nice. Okay. Your number nine? My number nine was your number 10, <laughs> Mexico City. So I've been wanting to, I had been wanting to go to Mexico City with Dustin in particular for a long time. I love Mexico City. This was like my fourth time there. And I really wanted to show you the history and the culture behind it. Um, In particular, I loved being in Zocalo area, uh, which is the heart of Mexico City, right? This is where it goes back to the Aztec Empire and the Spaniards coming in and the conquest and such a rich history and you can see the Aztec dancers and the cathedral and the remains of of this ancient society right of this this older it's actually not that ancient it's only 500 years ago if you really think about it so in comparison to other ancient societies but anyway it was just really cool to be there with you and have you love it as much as I did um and the other one was also the soccer game I don't think I've ever felt like a rush of adrenaline as we were walking up to the stadium because yeah. we were a little bit late uh-huh. and you just hear everyone yelling. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I don't think I've felt that like right instantly, like this rush of like euphoria. And I'm not like a big fan of this particular um, team. Mm-hmm. Not, I love the, the sport, mm-hmm. but the team. But like once you're there and feel feed, feed off the energy of the other people, like... You want to feel like one of them, right? So you're like cheering for the team. And it was definitely very, very cool. And you hear all always about Estadio Azteca, Estadio Azteca, the you know, Aztec Stadium. So being there was really cool in and of itself. Yeah, nice. Very nice. I love it. All right. My number eight was Pamplona Running of the Bulls. <laughs> and um, I mean, this is a bucket list item to be able to go to Running yeah. of the Bulls. We didn't run, uh, but we watched. And uh, the thing I really loved about it was, from an outside perspective, we look at it as like kind of a drunk, rowdy thing, which the yeah. festival at some level is. Right. Um, 
but the actual running of the bulls, I, I saw it as, and we met some people who do it, and I saw it as a very spiritual thing yeah. for them and for even for the city. Um, for two minutes, when the bulls are running through the city every single morning, um, that city is just captivated and all focus mm-hmm. is there, and everybody's kind of in one heartbeat, one focus, one zone, and just watching, like holding their breath for two minutes to make sure nothing ha- bad happens right, to people. Right, right, um, exactly. And yet they still do it, you know, every, <laughs> over and over. Um, so that was just really cool to be part of that experience. It really has my eyes opened about like how, how it kind of really is and how they view it versus maybe the outside world viewing right, that. Right, exactly. Totally agree. Yeah. Um, it also made my list, I'm not going to tell you, but yeah. So I'll also have some insight about Okay. My number eight was Australia, and that was at the beginning of 2018, in fact, celebrating New Year's um, in Sydney Opera House was really cool. I don't think I have celebrated New Year's in such a, you know, big festivity, you know, type of environment. So it was really cool to be surrounded by people from all over the world, hearing all kinds of different accents and languages. We met a couple who the guy was from Mexico and the girl was from Lebanon or something like that. So it was really cool to be awaiting for the new year um, with complete strangers and then, you know, greeting each other. Happy new year. Uh, so that was really cool and seeing the fireworks at the Sydney Opera House. Yeah, exactly. Which is that's how we rang in 2018. So exactly. that's a good start to the bucket list. Exactly, here. it was a beautiful start to a wonderful year. Um, another thing that I really loved about Australia was Whit Sundays. Oh, so you're combining two and one? Yeah, oh. I told you I would do that. <laughs> I thought you were doing per city, not per country. Well, oops. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So I'm gonna mesh this one with the country. Um, it was very serene. It's, you know, like that picture perfect background. Um, the water. So, describe the kind of what Whit Sunday was. So, Whit Sunday is off the coast of Australia in the northeast. And we flew out there and we stayed on a catamaran for what was it, two, three days? Yeah, basically, sailboat for three days. We're living an island hopping, like living on right. the boat in this beautiful turquoise water. Right. It was really, really hot, but really beautiful. The, I mean, the color, I would say even more beautiful and more bluer than like Cancun, for example. And the way the sand, the white sand combines and swirls with the ocean water is just beautiful. I, I wish we could have done more swimming, um, but it was definitely beautiful. Oh, and I tried um, paddle boarding for the first time in my life uh, while you, you were taking pictures and <laughs> I was taking you around. Um, so it was a beautiful experience in and of itself, just being out there in those waters. Nice. Cool. Uh, my number eight. Very nice. I've, I've got those coming up on my list too. Uh, my number seven was going to Segovia, Spain. Mm-hmm. And... It's Segovia is a small little town outside of Madrid, and it has this huge, known for this huge aqueduct. It's from mm-hmm. built in the Roman time period for two thousand years. This thing's been standing there, and it's just this, this massive, beautiful thing you see in Segovia. And Segovia also has the castle that uh, Walt Disney based his Disney castle yeah. off of. And so it, it's just this small town with these two really like important structures. And it was so pretty. It was so cute and cozy. It's like it'd be just a lovely place, I think, to live for a month mm-hmm. and just in this small town and really soak it up and walk the streets. And you know they have the cobblestone streets and, right. and everything. Right. So I really, really enjoyed that that experience. Yeah, for sure. It's also on my list. <laughs> okay. Um, my number seven was shark diving in 
South Africa. I can't remember the name of the place. Gans by. Um, when you told us we're going to do shark diving, I was like, no way, I'm not going to do that. And then we watched that one movie where... The Meg? Yeah, the Meg, but then we watch another one. Well, yeah, the Meg. So, like, there's no way I'm going to go in the ocean facing sharks. But I did it. And it was a way of facing your fears, right? And at the end of the day, it's two creatures standing in juxtaposition. And I wasn't afraid of it. And I don't think the shark was afraid of me. The shark was just doing its own thing, right? Trying to get some bait. And... As soon as I saw the shark, like, I knew everything was okay. Mm. I knew I was safe. Mm. And it's actually really humbling to realize that we're so afraid of sharks, yet the irony behind it is that humans are driving sharks to extinction. So it's really sad, actually, if you put it in that perspective. And it comes down to respect, right? Like, don't be afraid of animals. Respect them. Mm. And... That's mm. the moral of the story that I took. Face your fears and don't be afraid of nature. You know, nature has its course. And if anything, take care of it and respect it. And that was my number seven. Very inspirational. I loved it. Thank you. Okay, so my number six is the Festival de St. John in Ciutadela, Menorca Island. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, so Menorca Island is one of the islands that you talked about in your honorable mention. And the festival we went to is this unique mm-hmm. festival, basically from the Middle Ages, it's been going on right. for eight hundred years, yeah. um, and it involves horse riding and um, swords, and they like hook hooks, hook rings, like as a riding at top speed on horses, and just these these different medieval games yeah. that they had that we got to experience, and felt like I was going back in time to experience oh, yeah, for it. Sure. So that was that was really fun, a very unique thing for me. That's why I made it my top list, yeah. top ten. I had forgotten about that. Otherwise, I would have included it in my top 10. But yeah, I actually felt that we were going back in time, you know, like, and they, the way they were dressed to these men um, in coats and hats, even though it was like so hot, you did really feel like you were observing a medieval joust, you know, like mm-hmm. these games that you see in movies and cartoons and stuff like that. So it was really cool to observe that. And then the whole town is gathered to to see this it's a big part of their culture they're so proud of it you could tell yeah and we talked about that more in depth on how to see that in one of our prior podcasts so check it out too yeah definitely all right your number six okay my number six was santiago de compostela okay and this is a city in northwest spain and i just love this place um first of all it was very different geographically from other parts of spain it was very rainy (coughs) bless you excuse me it was very rainy and very green um and then just like very cloudy so it almost felt like you were in a in a different Mm -hmm. country almost Mm -hmm. you know um and when i learned about the history saw the cathedral where you know history says that um saint james was found there his body ended up on that part of the world and how we construct these stories um throughout history to give us meaning to give us hope and people have been going to santiago de compostela for centuries um in pilgrimages have died there at the feet of this cathedral with this faith that there's this saint buried there 
You know, and I was like thinking like, what if he's not? <laughs> you know, like this whole city exists for something that could or could not be true. Um, yet it's so magical and beautiful. Um, and I absolutely love the night tour with the ghosts. And um, they told us all these like the other side of Santiago de Compostela, which when you get there, it's like, oh, so spiritual. And all these people as pilgrims walking across Europe to come to this beautiful cathedral. And then wait at night, you're going to hear all these horror stories and ghost stories and, you know, really horrific things that happen in Santiago de Compostela. So it's like the yin and the yang, you know, like not everything is perfect and beautiful and holy. Like mm. there's also the other face. Um and so it per- puts in perspective, um, you know, this history, how the religious and holy side has been combined with the dark and the spirits and the ghosts and things like that. And the witches and the witch hunting that took place here um, of probably a lot of innocent women. Um, but yeah, I loved Santiago de Compos and I could easily spend there like a couple months. And um, yeah, that was my number six. That's beautiful. I really liked that. All right, my number five was, as you mentioned, Whitsundays, the Whitsunday Islands in Australia, which we talked about. Um, it, just, it was so unique just living again on the sailboat in the middle of these islands. And it, they, we went to what's considered one of the most beautiful beaches in the world, um, Whitehaven Beach, mm-hmm. um, and spending the day there. And it was just such a unique, like, fun experience, beautiful experience. I really enjoyed it. I won't touch more on it because we already talked about it, but... That was my number five. Awesome. So my number five was Segovia, Spain. And I call this like unexpected love at first sight (laughs) because I didn't know how beautiful and how cute and cozy like you described Mm -hmm. it, it would be. And I just like, as soon as I saw those aqueducts and I'm a Spanish teacher, so I teach my, my students about different places of the Spanish speaking world. And I, I've talked to them about Segovia without really knowing how it looks or how it is. And so when I saw it, I'm like, oh my God, this is like way more than like what I ever thought it would be mm-hmm. with the aqueduct, the castle, the three cultures and coexistence dating back to um, even before the Romans were there, right? And then the Arabs and the Christians and the Jews living there. Um, it was such a cute place to to see. And like I said, unexpected how much I would like it. And when we were walking through the castle, um, I was thinking like, man, like princesses and queens and kings lived here. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. But then I also thought like, how was, how was it living here? Especially for the women, you know, like was it a golden jail for them? Mm. You know, we, we don't know what they thought or what. It's a, a glamorous place, but then you don't know the, what was behind those walls, you know? Mm. So Interesting. Yeah, that, I remember thinking that. Kind of like modern day, we look at celebrities and think they have the yeah, golden life. But exactly, and then they commit don't. suicide or, you know, these horrible things happen. Like, who knows, you know, what, what happened behind these walls of this yeah. beautiful castle. Wow, really powerful. I like your insights. It's really Thanks. nice. <laughs> um, all right, my number four was something you already mentioned, was ringing in the new year at the Sydney Opera House. Yep. Um, I remember going, rolling up there and just the energy was just out of, like, out of body like I'd never maybe not never but that energy feeling it there was just incredible this was a place that you know they always show it's one of the first places to have the new year's it's like a you know place to go like once in your life to go watch new year's and to say we were were able to go do it and to do it um 
and experience it was quite amazing. And like you said, there was just people from all over the world there. Yeah. And just we saw this just so, so multicultural. Mm-hmm. And the fireworks show, by far the most amazing I'd ever seen. Yeah. It was one of those where, like, you know when you're a kid and you're watching a fireworks show and it maybe takes 20, 30 minutes right. and you think... I wonder if they shot like all the fireworks at once, what it would look like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's kind of like what the the Sydney Opera House fireworks show was. It only lasted 10 minutes, I think, but it was just fireworks going on everywhere, like all at once. And it was absolutely incredible. And I really, really liked it. And it was also like a VIP party, you know, mm-hmm. which made you feel even more special and exclusive. Yeah. So we bought tickets and they weren't cheap to go there because um, you don't want to try to roll in there. Like if you want to go watch it, like just from the streets or whatever, you got to get there like 24 hours ahead of yeah. time. And you're just probably tired by the time it comes up. Right. So. And we're tourists there. We don't want to spend a whole day of our itinerary just waiting in line. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, yeah, the party was very nice, very well put together. They took care of us well and it was nice. Yeah, yeah for sure. All right, number four for you. Okay, my number four was uh, Pamplona running um, of the bulls. Mm. And so many things that went into into this for me because, you know, I'm a vegetarian and part of it is like animal cruelty and respecting wildlife and respecting animals. But at the same time, it's like you understand people and you understand why they do it too. And we didn't see the the bullfighting aspect of it, which I didn't want to see. But we saw the actual running up the street uh, where hundreds of people are running together with the bulls. Um, and there's this passion about it. And you understand why people want to do it, right? It's like this adrenaline rush. And it's this f- facing your fears and putting almost like your life on the line, um, and then also the sense of community that it brings people together. And there's people ha- who come here every single year because it's kind of like a calling for them almost. Mm-hmm. And then also um, the other side of the coin is some local people who are very against it because it's so rowdy, it's dirty, um, it's crowded, and because a lot of people are also against it in Spain. So you get to see both perspectives played at once, right? Like mm-hmm. the people who are very passionate about it and then uh, the local people who might not necessarily love everything that's going on at the same time. And it, they have these banners and um, street uh, graffiti saying, like, respect the animals, don't kill, no maten los toritos, like, don't kill the little bulls. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was it was very interesting. And I, n- I never really thought that we would do it or see it. But I think it was perfect the way we did it, watching it from a balcony. Mm-hmm. Um, and then seeing the passion that people have for it and the sense of community because everyone's dressed in white and the red bandanas. So yeah. really cool. <laughs> Very unique dichotomy there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So yeah. that was... Spain loves their festivals. They just oh, really yeah. go out all yeah. the time. Yeah. And like you said, these some of these festivals have been going on for hundreds of years. It's so ingrained in their identity and who they are. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to see people so fascinated and so willing to tell you the history behind it because they're so proud of it yeah very true all right number three my number three was mallorca island Mm -hmm. in spain and um the reason it's number three it was i've never quite been to a place like that Mm -hmm. where when it's an island and they have these the most beautiful beaches just all over Mm -hmm. and it's mixed with this like ancient history from the middle ages and also from the romans yeah um just driving it's a big enough island where you don't get like 
board or you see everything um but it's not too big mm -hmm. and you could drive around and you just randomly see all these incredible cities these small like medieval cities with sometimes some of them had little walls or little castles here and there um and they have that like small friendly atmosphere like on the beaches like mm -hmm. like you've again like you've gone to a different kind of world and yeah. it was so much fun to be there and to explore that island and just to drive around and mm -hmm. see all these little adventures it's definitely a place I would want to live for like six months yeah, and really dig sure. into. Yeah. And it's, even though it's a small island, it's still pretty big that you need to get a car in order to like beach hop and see one one end to the other. And like you said, it's just beautiful and you could easily spend their months and still not be done seeing everything. And I remember like seeing also the ancient um, like part of the town and it was part of the Roman Empire, right? And like such a great empire and like in ruins now right so it like puts things in perspective as well like how history has played out in these small areas but you know you see it yeah so the remains of it. yeah absolutely all right your number three my number three was a particular night and that was the sleep out in the safari mm. in south africa and I'm so putting, we went on an African safari? Mm -hmm. Mm hmm But I'm putting it as a particular, you know, highlight because I don't think I would have ever done this otherwise. Like sleeping in the middle of the savannah, right? Or in the middle of like nowhere surrounded by dangerous animals. Yet I didn't feel in danger. I actually wanted to see lions. I actually wanted to see all these animals. We saw giraffes and elephants and a rhino and it was really cool just very spiritual it was like you get away from everything and you're one with mother nature and it makes you think like how far we've we've become like so far away removed mm. from from what was originally meant to be you know we were meant to be together with animals and you know learn how to survive Yet we need, you know, I was, I was comfortable because I was in a, in a space where I was safe, right? But our ancestors back in the day didn't have any of these comforts. You know, they, they knew how to, they learned how to survive in nature and, and coexist with wild beasts and animals. So it was really special to, to be out there in the middle of nowhere, just being one with mother nature and the animals. Very beautiful. I loved it. All right, my number two was going to Cairo, Egypt. <laughs> um, it's and we talked about this on the last podcast, but it it's it's a different world. It was amazing in every single way, from historical to modern day culture to the mayhem. Uh, we call it harmonious chaos, yeah. is how we like to refer to Cairo. And it was just such a beautiful place just to see. It's, it was, it's a centerpiece, really, of, of planet Earth, the history there. Yeah. All the religions have stories there. Um, it's our oldest, really, like, well-known society that, mm -hmm. that, we, that we have documented. Um, and to be able to be there and see the remnants, see the pyramids, see the mummies, see actual, um, you know, mummies of the rulers of the time, the pharaohs of the time, to see their bodies right. still intact was just incredible. Um, and you know, to be part of the, the driving that was going on there, just to experience <laughs> that, I think was just such an amazing thing to see people on top of buses driving down the freeway. Like it was just, right. it was, it was insanely amazing and I really enjoyed it and had a great time going there with you. Thank you. 
My number two was the safari in and of itself, um, being driven around in the open air car and seeing, learning about animals and how they're just surviving, you know, at the end of the day, like when you see, um, documentaries, National Geographic, you don't want the lion to catch the, the impala or whatever, but once you get to see how they live and it's just like, you know, like as corny as it sounds, the circle of life, like you respect it and you, and you see why it's necessary. And we saw a carcass and, you know, like that's how it is, you know, they need to survive. And also our tour guide was so passionate and so knowledgeable. And I think he instilled that in us as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just such a beautiful thing to do. And it's definitely like a bucket list item uh, at some point in your life to to be out there in in an, in an environment where they're not putting animals in cages, right? Because in the zoo is so different. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're their guest, you know. Mm-hmm. Like we're going into their realm, and we're observing how they live, and yeah, and how they mate because <laughs> we saw that too. <laughs> um, and it's really interesting to to learn about their life expectancy and like their reproduction and how they live in. Some some animals, most of them, I would say, that we observed lived in in units, right? They need to rely on each other for survival purposes. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like, we are animals too, you know? Like, we need certain, like, these basic things, like, be surrounded by, by others. Um, we need water, we need shelter, we need food, you know? Like, that connects us to, to these beautiful animals as well. Yeah. So that's, those were my takeaways. That's beautiful. And I'm going to segue that into my number one, which is going on the African safari, my number one highlight of 2018. Um, For me, you know, I I loved animals growing up. I would always watch like Wild Discovery Mm -hmm. and those, you know, um, animal shows. Um, So just to finally go on a safari was incredible. We we did it right. We went on an open vehicle. We had a guide. Um, He knew where to take us to go like find the animals and we were able to see... We were able to see lions mating. We saw hyenas attacking vultures over a dead carcass. <laughs> uh, we saw hippos doing their characteristic, like, big uh, yawn. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to, to really be out there in the wild, and this is not a zoo, this is not a show, like, we're out there in the wild right. with these animals. Right. And, right. you know, it's, if we got on foot and we walked toward them, they would attack us. Like, right. it's a dangerous Which thing. Which should, you know, like, that's how animals are meant to be, wild animals, right? You don't want them in cages. You want them to do their thing. Yeah, and to go, to be there, and like you said, just to see the rawness of Mother mm-hmm. Earth. Right. Like, I mean, we live in L.A., like, how, how often do I put my feet, in, my bare feet yeah. on Mother Earth? Like, right. rarely ever, if ever, yeah, right? Yeah, so and disconnected. At right. some level, yeah, it's so disconnected, and I think that's so sad at some level. Yeah. And just to kind of go there and just see this vast land of, like, wild mother nature with its animals that has been going on for you know thousands and thousands of years this is these guys are living the same way they did thousands and thousands right. of years ago and to right. be able to see that and experience that was right. like going back and past and also connecting with mother earth and just combining all that in one while, right. while being able to observe, observe the animals and that was really a magical thing for me nice that's a nice number one it was hard to come back after that oh yeah, yeah. that was another thing too it's like Almost like we've lost as humanity, we lost like our compass almost, mm-hmm. you know, 
because we're so removed from it. Yeah. And being back in nature kind of like reconnects you to that purpose. Yeah, to who we are as yeah. people. Yeah, to our roots. As spirits, yeah. Well, my number one, I think you know what it is. Probably could guess. <laughs> and it's definitely Egypt. And I've been wanting to go to this place for so long. And the fact, I mean, you know, when we started our 2018 in, in Sydney, like, I would have never expected to go to Egypt by the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. So the fact that it even happened, it was so great. Another thing that I loved about it was being with you and my sisters. And it made it so much better because we were in a fun group environment. Mm-hmm. And they've also wanted to go to Egypt. So just the fact that it happened, it was like, wow, like I did this and I've been wanting to do it since I was a little girl. Um, but then what I really enjoyed was seeing the pyramids, realizing the history, the ancient history, but then also like remembering that the pyramids in and of itself, like, it's a great thing, but then, like, if you really think about it, who built these pyramids? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, these amazing pharaohs. No, at the end of the day, it was, like, common people mm-hmm. who had kids and they had their own lives and this was just work for them, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, we don't give credit to these workers, mm-hmm. you know? Like, we tend to associate them with royalty and pharaohs and um, architects, but at the end of the day, it was, like, the common people who built these amazing projects that have stood here for thousands of years you know what i mean yeah so that that's was amazing yeah that was really in, like interesting to see that it's like common people make these make things great right um the other one was the mummies and standing in front of a body who was alive about you know thousands of years ago four thousand years ago it's like wow like you were human you know you were a real person like if you could tell me stories, what would you tell me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, look at your hair, look at your eyes, look at your teeth, which makes it so much more real, you know? Um, and then again, like, thinking back, these were the kings and the pharaohs and very important people. What happened to the commoners? What happened to the people who built the pyramids? Where mm-hmm. are they now? Mm-hmm. You know, like, they were also deserving, you know? I'm sure they did great things too. And like, no, now no one remembers who they are. We don't know their names. We don't even know where their bodies are. Mm-hmm. You know, like such a stark difference between two human beings that were connected by something great. So that was Egypt for me. Very divine. <laughs> you should be a philosopher slash teacher. Well, <laughs> I am a teacher. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's why I love traveling and learning history and learning about other people and seeing the things that unite us and... Like, having these insights about life. And at the end of the day, we're just, you know, like, nothing really matters. <laughs> like, what matters is what you do now with your life. And that's, I think that's why we want to travel so much. Because that's what's going to give more meaning to our life, right? And connect us with other people around the world and appreciate our differences as well. And I think if everyone could travel, the, the world would be a better place. That's beautiful. We're going to end it on that note. <laughs> Um, thank you guys for listening to this and, uh, sorry, it came out a little bit late. I know it's, we're already, you know, in March, um, this year, 2019, we have some exciting travels planned. We are going to go back to Spain, but to Southern Spain, and we're actually going to have Karina's 30th birthday in Spain. Yeah. And it's going to be a unique Spain trip because we're actually going with my students. And that's, this is like a personal thing that I would be wanting to do, like pass this on to another generation, inspire a younger kids to see the world. 
Granada and Sevilla are on the list there. Yep. Um, we're also going to do some extended travel in Greece this summer, and we're looking at a spot somewhere in Asia for towards the end of the year, uh, but more extended travel. So keep listening to the podcast. Subscribe if you're not already subscribed, and uh, please leave a comment if you like this, and let us know what your top 10 uh, spots were, top five or top one, whatever you want to say. Let us know what your top spots that you traveled to were. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Find us on Instagram at Dustin's Travels. You can send us an IM if you want to chat about anything. And uh, we're also on YouTube. Thanks so much for listening. Bye, friends. Thank you so much for listening. And happy 2019.